Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pop Culture and the Pea Brains. I feel like we should have a, a, a tagline. What, what do you think a good tagline would be, co-star of mine? Well, P-E-A, I guess references our brains. P-E-A-Y, we both went to Austin P. Yeah? I don't know what a tagline would be. A tagline, hmm. Pop Culture for the Pea Brains. Teaching the Unteachable. And we're both teachers. And we're both teachers. Yeah, so that would work. Anyway, uh, my name is Brett Carson. I am the son, and uh, this here is... His dad. His dad. Uh, well, my dad. And um, he said I couldn't start a podcast unless uh, I did it with him. So here we are. And so the main point of... Well, co- co-star of mine, what is your actual name? Greg. Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to tell the audience a little bit about why we started this podcast and what we're going to try to do? Well, mainly we just want to, you know, abridge the gap between a 22-year-old and a 57-year-old, and there's a, a lot of bridges to gap. You're you're 57. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stop now. Okay. Well, so yeah, um, and we're both teachers, so we should be pretty good at teaching each other these things. But this first week, we're going to start with something um, that I'm a little more knowledgeable about than he is. Yep. Dungeons and Dragons, otherwise known as D&D. So the structure of the podcast essentially is going to be one week. We're going to we're going to release about a thirty minute or forty minute episode every week, uh, depending on how long it uh, how long we record. Um, and one week we'll talk about something that I'm knowledgeable about, and I'll teach him, and vice versa. Next week we might talk about an old TV show that I've never heard of. So yeah. So if you just like me leading the discussion, then you can just listen to my stuff, or vice versa. But again, this week we're just talking about D&D. So, uh, Dad, what do you know about D&D? Very little. Very little. <laughs> I, uh, I played D&D when I was in college. 80 years ago. No, back in the uh, 80s, back in the 1980s, mm-hmm. not 80 years ago. <laughs> uh, I do remember that it was a fantasy game. Uh, I, I didn't, don't know much about it. All I know is there was somebody in charge of the session, and it had dice. That's about all I remember. So you said two words that are very important in that whole thing. Session and dice. Now, the sessions, yes, you're right. It is a session. Um, sessions can typically run anywhere from like an hour to 12 hours. <laughs> can you imagine... No. A D&D session running 12 hours. I can imagine one running one hour. <laughs> well, my typical sessions run about three hours, so that's uh, that's about three times more than you can imagine, so <laughs> we have a lot to teach you. So and the other thing you said was dice, so I'm going to get out my dice right now. Um, you're about to hear a very either pleasant or unpleasant noise, depending on how you feel about dice. All right, so there are seven types of dice. I only see one I recognize. Okay, what's the one you recognize? The the one right here, it's got the two on the upside. Okay, it's got the two on the upside. Now, how many sides are on this? Uh, six. You're an economics teacher, and it took you that long to count that? I had to think about it. Okay, you had to think. <laughs> okay. Um, well, yes. So, this is a D6. Do you think this is an important dice for Dungeons well, and Dragons? A D6. I understand the six. I don't understand the D. The D. Is that for Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> That'd be D and dice. That'd be pretty good, actually. <laughs> uh, no, uh, the D just stands for dice. 
Um, so d6, dice six. This is the six dice. What? So that's that's one. We got six more. What do you think is the most important dice out of all these? I have no clue. Okay. Um, I would. Say, I'd say that regular six. I guess six-sided die over there. No, not at all. <laughs> um, it's actually this one. Uh, it's got twenty sides, uh, and it's a what? What do you think it's called? A D twenty. It's a D twenty. You're you're catching on. I like that. All right. So the D twenty is the most important. It's going to be used for your skill checks and also your initiative rolls and uh, your attack rolls and basically every other basic role that your character's going to do. Okay, I never took French, but <laughs> I might as well have because I have no. no idea what you're talking about. Okay, all right, well, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so, essentially, okay, we'll get all, the, all, all to it in a sec. So the rest of the dice, so this here is a D12. This here is a D10. This here is a D8. A D. This is a D10. This right here is a D. I actually don't know what this one is. Do you have a clue about what this you're going to try to teach me? These are <laughs> these are both D10s, uh, and this is a D4. Uh, and as you can see, it is not a typical die. It is a pyramid. Right. Uh, it's got four sides or four points. Anyway, so the D20 is the really the main one you whoa, need. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm looking at that pyramid. How do you read? You got numbers, three numbers on a side. Uh, is the upper number what you read? Yes. Yeah. So let's say I don't know. Let's say you are adding a D4 to whatever attack you do. So you'll take whatever damage you do. Where, and add whatever four. you say. Well, whatever. Thank you. Uh, so you'll add four damage or however much. So let's say, all right, we rolled. I rolled a four. So you would take whatever damage you do. Let's say ten, and then add a four to it. So you do fourteen damage. Uh, a D4 is not going to be used super often. It's typically just used for kind of low-level attacks or if you have multiple of one attack. But let's move on. Let's look at the character sheet. Now, this is a character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you please describe to the audience what you're looking at? I have no clue. What okay. I'm Wait a minute. Are you telling me that each character... Has one of these? Yeah. Okay, okay, hold up. Now I gotta ask you. I've coached football for years. Yeah. The object of the game of football is to win. Correct. Well, also to uh, have fun. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> but obviously. that's not the main point. It's okay. more so winning. What is the object of this? Would you believe me if I said it was to have fun? Um. Well, you've got to have fun to go through all this. <laughs> is crap. this is this more or less complicated than like a football strategy? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's apples and oranges because I know more about football than I know about this. Obviously, I mean that's but, fair. But if I showed you a football play sheet, it might be Greek to me as well. Right. Granted, I know a little bit about football. I know more about football than you know about D and D. I would venture. Right. Yeah, that's for dang sure. Okay, so let's take a look at, well, let's just take a look at class. So there are a number of classes that any person can be. All right. Now, a class and race are two different things. So obviously your name. So my character's name that I'm looking at the sheet for is Lufus Delos. What? Can you say that? Say it again. Lufus Delos. Lufus? 
Rufus Delarose. Yeah. Rufus Delarose with a French accent. What he said. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so so Rufus is a monk. That is his class. So the different classes can range anything. Class essentially translates to like your occupation. So he's a monk. Or there are like barbarians or wizards or warlocks. And your class determines what kind of skills you can learn. So obviously, a barbarian is not going to learn magic. He's going to be more, you know, hitting people upside the head with a sledgehammer type person. He, by the way, uses uh, this. How attractive. How attractive, yes. He uses a d12 to attack. Barbarians can do a hell of a lot of damage. Let's say, so next week, or ne- the week after that, we're actually going to make you a character. We might have I had a character. You did have a character. Tell me about your character from, uh, from 80 I, years I just, ago. I just remember that uh, I had a character. That's all I remember. Okay, but, but like what... I mean, you have to remember something about him. I don't. What was his name? Oh, I, I do know that. Okay, what was... Laox. Laox. All right, can you spell that, please? L-A-O-K-S. L-A-O-K... What? L-A-O-K-S. Laox. So there's yeah. no X in it. No. Um, okay, so Laox. Uh, were there... So you probably played first edition. I don't know. I mean, when, was, when was the first edition? It, it was in the it was in the 80s, basically. D&D started in the 80s. Um, or late 70s, something like that. Basically the tail end of the 20th century. Um, so if, if Laox had a class... Do you think he was more magic-based or sneaking around? I or? have no clue. I don't remember. We're talking about 1981. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh-huh. I wasn't around then. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so essentially, class is important. Now, each class has its own set of skills, and each class has its own set of subclasses. So a warrior... Or a fighter can become like a duelist, or a wizard can become a uh, like an archmage, something like that. Um, I don't remember the exact titles as of now, but they are very they're very different. So no two D and D characters are going to be the same. Um, all right, let's let's move on to race. What do you think race is besides the four hundred meter? I don't know. I guess you'll tell me. Yeah. Okay. So race stands for whichever, like, in in real in real life, it's like your nationality, but in D and D, it's more so like the the species. So I mean, you've heard of like elves and dwarves and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, obviously there are humans, but I'm just going to list off as many races as I can in D and D. There's humans, elves, dwarves, halflings, half elves, half orcs, orcs. Firebolgs, Ginku, Lizard Folk, Hold it, hold it, hold it. Go back a few. <laughs> Firebolg? Yeah, what is that? It's, uh, I don't, I think it's like part demon. Look, for those of you out there, he didn't say Fireball. Okay, what is it, Firebog? What? F-I-R-B-O-L-G. Bog. Firebolg. Yes. So for anyone, anyone that wants to look up what that is... Um, it's uh, it's it's essentially kind of a demon-esque kind of looking thing. Um, there's also kobolds and goblins, and um, uh, 
There's like lizard folk and uh, like cat people. It's really weird. But you could be virtually any race you want. There's also one called an Aracocra. Aracocra. I could not spell it if I tried. It has two A's at the beginning, and it is essentially a bird person. So you've seen that? Have you seen that movie Birdman with uh, what's his name? Michael Keaton? No. Okay. Well, it's essentially that. He's half bird, but he's got the body of a human. Pretty cool, right? Oh man, I just I've got to see it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're on the edge of your seat. Hold on, let me actually hold on. I'll show you a picture. Let me, let me pull it up. There it is. So this is what an Aarakocra looks like. It's like an eagle person. Does that inspire fear? No, it inspires me to just go watch TV. Okay, all right, fine, fine, fine. All right. Uh, so out of all those, if you were to make a character, what character, like what race, do you think you'd pick? Would you be like, would you be very vanilla and go with human, or would you pick something a little more exotic? Um, probably go goblin. Goblin. Mm. Little, little green guy, little green guy, little pointy ears. I'm gonna stab you. <laughs> Are you making fun of no, me? No, I'm not making fun of you. Goblin is like, so goblins, for anyone that does not. You asked, I just told I'm you. I'm just saying. Okay, the goblin essentially is. You what? want me to change my mind? No, I don't want you to change your mind. I'm just explaining something. So you don't go- like what I pick. <laughs> Goblins are considered uh, the cannon fodder. You got a goblin, don't you, in your game? No, I have a kobold in my game. What? A kobold. Bald with a D? B- K-O-B-O-L-D. I know what cobalt is. Not it's cobalt. color no, blue. No, no, no. Not cobalt. Kobold. It's essentially a little human. It's basically if a dragon and a goblin had a baby... It would be like that. Can you imagine that? No. A little, <laughs> do you want to see one? No. Okay, well, I'll show you later. Uh, but I have a kobold in my in my game. I also have an elf and I have a dwarf. But just for the record, folks, he asked what race. I said goblin, and we went on all this. This is a bunch of bull. Go ahead. <laughs> bull what? I just go. <laughs> You're not going to finish that statement. No. Got to keep this a PG-rated show. All right. Um, if I say the word... Um, I don't know, initiative. What do you think that means? To get something started. To get, okay. Well, you're, good job. Okay. So essentially, initiative. Sarcasm. (laughs) It's the greatest form of flattery. Hmm. Um, So initiative, so let's say you, uh, let's say your character's name is Laox. Mm -hmm. That's the character you create. Right. Let's say you get into a fight with a goblin. Mm -hmm. He insults your mother. Bad goblin. Bad, <laughs> bad goblin, yeah. Uh, he insults your mother, and then um, you want to fight him. Mm-hmm. So you'd pull out your sword or hammer or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and you would both roll initiative. Right. That is where this d20 comes into play. Okay, so going along with that, there are six different skills, like main skills, mm-hmm. primary skills, if you will. So strength, dexterity, constitution... Intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Now, out of all those, which one do you think would factor into being able to spring into action? I would say dexterity. Okay, yeah, dexterity. So your dexterity modifier, which is this number right here in this little circle, um, that determines your initiative modifier. So you and the goblin are both going to roll initiative. So you're going to take this d20 and just roll it. So just roll this. Mm. Don't drop it. All right, so you got a 9. All right. 
But let's say, I don't know, let's say Laox has the same stats as Rufus. Um, so Rufus has a plus three to his initiative, so you would add three to nine. So well, you're, what, where does the three come from? It's, it's an additional variable so that you don't... So there's only 20 sides of this dice. Right. So when it's just two people, it's not that big a deal. But let's say you have ten people all rolling initiative. What is the chance that one of those people is going to roll... Or two of those people are going to roll the same thing? Well, I mean, if, if ten are playing, the, uh, the chances are higher. Exactly. So, I mean, some D&D games get pretty intense... So this is an additional variable to prevent people, or to, to provide a lower chance that people are going to get the same number. So that's that's why you added. Time out. Okay. What if two people roll a 12? Hold it. Okay. And then each of those two people, their character has a, what is it called, initiative? Initiative, yes. A three. So they, they got to roll, do they roll again? Yes. But the thing is, it's really unlikely for two characters to roll the same d20 initiative roll and have the same initiative modifier. Because when you make your character, your statistics are all going to be likely different. So Rufus's statistics or Laox's statistics, if, if they're both... I mean, you're obviously not going to want a wizard with a lot of dexterity. Okay, next question. Okay. I got another one. Okay. Lufus or Rufus or whatever. Lufus yeah. Delos. All those numbers. You got 12 for strength. You got 16 for dexterity. You got 15 for constitution. Where did all those numbers come from? Okay. So when you create your character, you are afforded, let's say, 25 skill points. So you get to divide it. So each of your skills starts at 8. And you have 25 points that you get to invest in whatever skill you want. Now... What skills you want is determined by your class. So like a monk, one of their most important skills is dexterity. So you want to get your dexterity up as high as possible. If you're a wizard, I believe it's intelligence is your main thing that you want to focus on. So you'd want to get that as high as possible. How do you know this stuff? Is this stuff you research? You um, I research it, but also there are applications, apps on your phone that you can download and you create uh, characters. So you can create it kind of on paper, but it takes a while. Um, since since I'm a DM and I, I make new characters essentially every week for my campaign, um, I just use an app and I can create a new character in five minutes. You were talking about being a DM. Yes. Now that entails you telling the story or continuing the adventure, so to speak. Is that true? Yes. Let me ask you this. Okay. Do you have to follow your own continuity. In other words, what happened, let's say, a month ago, do you have to remember all that? I will answer your question with another question. All right. You're a dork, correct? According to you. Okay, but, like, you like to read, yeah? Yes. Okay, so you're a nerd. Um, I like to read, too, so I'm also a nerd. But let's say you're reading a novel, um, and in the sixth chapter, one of the characters dies. Right. In the twelfth chapter, that character reappears. Mm-hmm. How would you feel? Uh, insulted to start with, because uh, you know he was—he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. So I mean, you, your intelligence would feel insulted. So in the same logic, if you're a DM and you say something happens, and then however long down the line you say something else happens that directly contradicts that, you are essentially—I mean, you may have just forgotten, but you are unintentionally or intentionally insulting your players. Because you're not giving them a cohesive story. So, there are two types of characters. 
there's the DM, which is only one. Typically, there's always going to be, you know, extra factors. I I would love to see a campaign where there are two DMs and they take turns making decisions. But there's also player characters. The player character is going to be like you or any of my players in the campaign I run. So they each have one character to deal with. They're going to have one character sheet, and they just have to worry about their character. They are, let's take for instance, a popular novel. They are the main three characters in the novel. The DM runs essentially everything else. So the DM controls the story, or rather kind of provides the story. The The player characters have direct input. So like, let's say if the DM creates a character named Bob, and in the first session one of the player characters gets mad at Bob and kills him. Well, Bob is no longer in the story because he's been killed. Um, so it's up to the DM to kind of bend the story to the way that the player characters develop it. That brings up another interesting point, okay. Brett. Let me ask you this. Okay. You're you're the DM. Yes. Okay, you've got maybe three people playing. Yeah. They each have a character. Yes. And you roll all these die, whatever. Okay? Yes. And let's say one character does die. Yes. Okay. Well, that person that owns that character, is he done for the night? Is he done for the day? Unfortunately, yes. So he has to just pack his bag and go home. Uh, okay. So that opens up. That, that kind of is up to the DM. Because let's say, so in my campaign that I run, there are three player characters, and then there's one guy that travels with the party named Gregor, that is an NPC, a non-player character, that I as the DM control. So like, I control the monsters in the campaign that they fight, but I also control their friends uh, and people that they don't play as. So let's say, I don't know, one of my characters in the, in the game is named Dillman. D-I-L-L-M-A-N. Let's say Dillman gets shot with an arrow and dies. Well, Dillman is no longer existent. But if I were to say, all right, well, um, person who plays as Dillman, I'm going to email you uh, Gregor's character sheet, and from now on, you're going to play as Gregor. Or, they can pack their bag and go home, or they can just chill for the rest of the session, and between this session and next session, make a new character, and the the DM can, can basically weave a way for them to be in the, in the story. So, like, let's say Dillman dies, but in the next... I don't know, the next session, a mercenary approaches them and says, Hello, uh, my name is blah blah blah, I heard that you were trying to do this, I would like to join your cause. Simple fix, they now have another character, and they can start at the same level they were at so they don't lose that progress. Um, now, that brings me to another point. There are two ways that you can level up a character. So there are milestones, and then there's EXP, or experience points. Um, I prefer milestones simply for the fact that it essentially means the DM decides when everybody levels up. So in the campaign that I DM, we had our first three sessions, and in that they beat what I would label a boss, uh, kind of a big, a big scary person that does bad things. And after they beat that big scary person, I said that they have leveled up because they reached a new milestone. Next they got to a new town. It was really important in the story, and I said, hey, you reached a new milestone. You level up again. EXP, on the other hand, it's a lot more combat-based. So let's say each enemy is worth 
10 EXP, and to level up you have to get to 50 EXP. So that means battles are a lot more competitive, because if you don't kill those enemies, you don't level up. I like Milestone because it keeps everybody kind of in the same wheelhouse, and everybody stays at the same level, and that way the DM can design fights just based for those leveled characters. So instead of having a level 1, a level 2, a level 4, and having to make combat encounters where it's balanced, if you just have 4 level 4s, it's a lot easier to balance out the fight. Does that make any sense? Well, it makes sense to D&D participants. Yes. To me, not as much. Okay. So, okay. So we're actually at 25 minutes. So I have a question. Next, or two weeks from now, we're going to sit down and we're going to make your character. Now, I want you... Would you rather make a new character or would you like to revive Laox? New. New character. Okay. Just for next time, I want us to actually... Do you have a name you would like your character to have? Uh, I've not thought about it. Okay. Would you like to think about it for just a second and let me know? Uh, sure. Trib. T-R-I-B. Trib. Yeah. All right, cool. Trib. Is that short for something, or is it just no, Trib? No. All right, Trib. I like it. Okay, so two weeks from now, we will make Trib. I guess it could be short for Tribulation, because that's all 2020's been. I mean, fair. Um, found out Chadwick Boseman died yesterday. Um, really, that really ruined my day, actually. Right. Um, but... So Trib, uh, we will we will figure out what class he is, what um, race he is. I'm assuming we'll start him at level one. And Dad, I have a question for you. Now you have not played D and D in about almost forty years. About forty years. Okay. Would you be interested in doing what we call in the D and D business a one shot? I don't know. Okay. So a one shot. So let's say a normal campaign takes place over the course of six months. You meet every week for three hours a, a, a week, and the story continues to build. Well, a one-shot is just an entire story encapsulated within one however long period of time. So you start with the character, you go through it, and by the end of it, the story is done. It's basically like a short comic book. Now, we could get other people involved, or it could just be me as the DM, and you as Trib, and you just go through your own adventure, and I lead the way. Would you be interested in possibly doing something like that for a podcast episode? Uh, sure. Sure? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Now, just bear in mind, probably not going to be 30 minutes. It's probably going to be a little longer. So we might, honestly, if, we, if you want to keep it kind of shorter, then we will likely have to do 30 minutes one week, 30 minutes two weeks from then, 30 minutes two weeks from then to make a cohesive story. Or we could just do one special bonus episode where we do a two-hour session. And we, I mean, we can take breaks and stuff, but at the end of it, we can, we have a, a one-shot that Trib is the hero of. We'll just do it. Let's just do a one-shot and break it up over several episodes. Okay, that sounds good. All right, um, so we are at 29 minutes, and I know our goal was around 30 minutes. So um, <laughs> I guess we can ask this at the end of every episode, but... Uh, Mr. Carson, uh, Dad, uh, do you feel like you've learned something? Well, oh, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Well, that's the goal. That is the goal. 
teaching the unteachable, we are defying our own standards. Yeah. Would you like to say anything to the audience before we close out the episode? Well, I'm hoping that the audience picked up something as well. Um, but and I hope you come back for other things that we talk about, which will be random topics. I mean, it could be anything relating to pop culture. If you would like to get involved in some way, you'd like to ask a question, or you'd like to suggest a topic for us to discuss, uh, please contact us. Uh, my email is bcarson129 at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, bcarson129 at gmail.com. You can just send any emails to me with questions or suggestions or what have you. If you just want to comment and say, hey, I really enjoyed the episode, I learned a lot about so-and-so, feel free to do that. Um, but we're going to close out this episode. Um, I would like to thank uh, Taylor Menzel for the official artwork for our podcast, uh, Pop Culture and the Pea Brains. And would you like to thank the music producer? Cole. Uh, Cole Benson, yep, a good friend of mine that I actually went to school with. Uh, he crafted both our intro and outro, so please check him out on social media. Um, again, that's Cole Benson for the music, our intro and outro, and Taylor Menzel for our official podcast cover art. Uh, and would you like to say anything to close out the podcast? No, I'm, I think I'm good. I'm looking forward to next week. Next week? What do you think we're going to talk about next week? I don't have a clue. Don't have a clue? Well, if you would like, again, to mention it or to talk about something, just shoot us an email. But we will see you guys next week. <laughs>